You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table, on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to The Comedy Cellar Show. Uh, we're here, of course, with uh, the beautiful Kristen Montella and the very funny Mr. Dan Natterman. <laughs> And we have some special guests. We're sitting at the table at the Comedy Cellar. Actually, it's a, it's a moved uh, table because we're, we're renovating the olive tree. Yeah, but there's a family sitting next to us that's uh, very close to us. I don't know where they're <laughs> yeah, from. Hi. I hope you guys don't mind us doing a radio show while you're... Uh, <laughs> I think they're from Germany. Is that correct? From Holland. From very Holland. similar. Right next door. Um, by the way, Noam, can we just uh, up front uh, mention the... Um, the email address for the comments and queries. Is it podcast at comedyseller.com? Podcast. We have a bunch of addresses, but since we are now a podcast again and a radio show, it's podcast at comedyseller.com. And uh, we do enjoy hearing your feedback, your queries, your commentaries, and, your, uh, and even your criticisms. Uh, as long as they're directed at Gnome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that, that is something worth talking about. Dan Dan doesn't understand the point of getting... Uh, Dan only wants feedback if it's positive, and I only like feedback if it's negative, because only from negative feedback can we uh, learn anything. Uh, and uh, Dan uh, has a different... Dan, he, Dan wants feedback in order to soothe his uh, misery, and I want feedback to improve my show. Anyway. Well, so, uh, uh, so any feedback you can give us would be a pre- well, At least one of us will appreciate it. I've, I've, the few times I've sent, I've actually forwarded <laughs> to Dan uh, the negative feedback we've gotten. He's had almost a breakdown. He, <laughs> he threatens to quit the show. Well, he does that every once a week anyway. Anyway. All right. So, Dan, before we uh, get into this, uh, do you ha- usually you fill us in on your week. Uh, happy belated Mother's Day. I don't know when this is going to air, Noam, because... Um, Thursday. Thursday. This Thursday, mm-hmm. to our radio audience, yeah. and then our podcast audience, I guess, will be a week thereafter. But So a much belated Mother's Day. Noam, I know uh, that, that you must have done something interesting for Mother's Day. Uh, uh, this is what we're going to talk about? Okay. What are, <laughs> well, we have, well, very briefly. Uh, uh, because, no, what you don't seem to understand uh, is I'm getting, I'm going somewhere with this. Oh, well, I, I, uh, we had dinner with my, with my wife and kids, and, uh, you know, I tried to get flowers, but they were all sold out, actually, so I didn't even get flowers. Oh, and uh, usually Mother's Day is a day that I get in trouble and uh, do something wrong, but I, I managed to not get in trouble this Mother's Look Day. That. I don't know. And, but what of your own mother? Uh, my own, I don't speak to my own mother on Mother's Day. That's what you're getting at? Yeah, is well, that where you're going? <laughs> is that where you're going? Jesus. No, I, also I wanted to make the point My, that ev- everybody on Facebook was posting pictures with their mother. And, Ugh, Facebook you know, and, just... I, and I couldn't, and I almost did. I have a picture of me with my mother and grandmother at summer camp. They were coming for visiting day. And, uh, and I almost posted it, but I just couldn't bring myself to do it because there's just something about those posts that, that it, it's just self-serving and look at me and... I agree with you. I don't post pictures like that. I don't wish happy birthdays on, on Facebook. I, so, I mean, I don't know like what it was like to be God prior to Facebook dealing with all the prayers coming in, but he, like, he must be inundated with, like, <laughs> just, with, with, yeah, with his with, feed. It must be crazy. Yeah, God's feed is, I mean, there's constant like, prayers and everything, and it's all so, as you said, it's self-serving and a public exposing of yeah. feelings, and it, it's well, hard. Especially people that I know damn well don't really have a close relationship with their mother. And yet have the nerve to post to the most beautiful, wonderful, best mother in the world. <laughs> Motherfucker, I know you don't talk to your mother all year. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> Facebook is an, interesting, uh, is an interesting thing all around. Psychologically, Facebook is an interesting thing. Um, uh, 
So can we get into this thing with the uh, with Deepak? With I do Deepu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want I want to do this and we'll bring it to me. So Deepu. about my Mother's Day? Is that what we want to talk about? So this or? is it. And you're you're in big trouble, by I, the way. Yeah, I know. I figured. Uh, okay. So because because we're bursting at the seams here, rather we want to start doing a lot of comedy shows in the Fat Black Pussycat Lounge. Now this is big news. This is big news. The Fat Black. Can, can we first. briefly explain to the uh, listening public? Not intimately familiar with the comedy. It's, it's the lounge right above the Village Underground. Where the we... Village Underground, the Comedy Cellar, of course, the original club, classic comedy cellar, classic on McDougal Street. Around the corner, there's a sister club called the Village Underground. Upstairs from the Village Underground is the Fat Black Pussycat, and it is a bar. Okay. Now, no one wants to do comedy in that bar. Yes, and and uh, we did one uh, Robert Kelly podcast there, and it was very good. So, and Deepu is Robert's like tech guy. Live stream uh, specialist, let's say. Live sp- live stream specialist. So um, okay. so, so I said, okay, well, well we, we need... Thanks, Saifa. We, I appreciate that. <laughs> what did Saifa say? Well, Saifa, what did you say? I'm full of shit. Like a, like a jerk-off hand motion. <laughs> like a jerk-off hand motion specialist. So, um, um, so we asked... Deep, so, so somehow, I don't even know how it happened. So the question is, we, we should need to get a computer there so they can do live stream yeah. podcasts yeah. there. So... So uh, now I have some experience buying computers, and you know what? They're they're <laughs> quite bit, no. they're quite cheap these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, even uh, pretty pretty powerful ones are mm-hmm. quite cheap. So we asked Deepu to. Um, you want to make it into a podcast space or performance? The performance, but podcasting, that live podcast. We want to, to be to be a, live a, a, streaming podcast. That's Liz, by the way, our general manager. Want, but, mm-hmm. So anyway, let's get to it. So then he so Deepu, will you make us a computer? He goes, sure, no problem. Six thousand dollars he wants for this computer. Six. Thousand dollars. <laughs> now I just now I just bought a. It's actually a robotic Robert Kelly. <laughs> okay, well then in that case, I just do it. I just bought a very very high end, like the most high end uh, Pro Tools computer, which is with, with, you know with, uh, digital audio, but can handle a lot of plugins. I mean, very very uh, CPU intensive. Mm-hmm. See, I even know that word. The yeah, yeah, CPU. Yeah. That's a big term. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, and it cost me like twenty two hundred dollars, something like that. And this mm-hmm. was like, you know, tell you what, this motherfucker asked for six <laughs> six thousand dollars. Yeah. And I mean, I felt okay about and that. And I'm and I'm ready to be disabused, but what I see is an attempt to rip me off. Well, I have three reasons why. What I see is an Indian guy. <laughs> Easy. That clearly knows computers. Oh, okay. Well, I have three reasons why I came at that figure, if I can explain myself. Uh, okay, so the first being, um, okay, so uh, the, so the. Ki- How did you calculate that figure? Uh, I'm about to get to that. Okay, okay hurry um, up. Okay, so what you're asking for this computer to do is to uh, basically replicate what a TriCaster can do, which is uh, take numerous video inputs and then uh, encode that, and then live stream it, and then record it locally. Um, so I kind of found like this crazy way to make a computer do that. Using, of- u- using that, that game, gaming software. I know about this because I Googled mm-hmm. uh, live streaming gaming mm-hmm. software, mm-hmm. and uh, what was the one I found? OBS. Yeah, OBS. I found, yeah, I found, yeah, a, yeah. Whole, I found a whole yeah. YouTube video on how to do multi-camera live streamings using OBS. Mm-hmm. That's what you do, right? Uh, we do use OBS, but people don't really know how to uh, take in a lot of video inputs to uh, do that. Um, and that's kind of like a skill I've kind of de- developed on my own, came up with, and just kind of... I see video t- everywhere. Someone has figured out how to get video out onto the I'd internet. I'd love to see it. I have 
never seen other people doing it the way we're doing it. Oh, I don't know the exactly stairs. the way you're doing it. I'm just saying the, the, the idea of interfacing a camera to a computer right. is well, not uh, beyond the, uh, the capabilities of, of me or we I have a guy, John Steiner, yeah, or, Steiner. Or, or, but I mean, I, but anyway, but okay, but just tell All me, right, so in my mind, how do you get to the $6,000? This was for okay. hardware. You were charging for right. the hardware, $6,000. So it's around, just the computer alone, around 1,200 in parts. Right. Yes, that sounds right. Yeah, and then uh, okay, so <laughs> so, I, so having so from that, I'd say probably nine hundred in parts. But go ahead. <laughs> I don't um, know why you're laughing because I mean it. But go ahead. So the the second uh, way I came at that figure was uh, Liz and I had a discussion about. Uh, she was like, yeah, you know, we, we, we had Sirius XM. They were like, uh, they wanted to. They said they'll do everything for oh, thirty five hundred. I'm sorry, I didn't get the first reason. I, there's nothing about what you said that implied why you should be able to charge me seven times the, the cost on a computer. Well, I mean, it is still my belief that I am one of the very few people that can do this particular or put this all together. That's software. The That's software. The computer is a computer. That's the OBS software plus calibration of the computer to enable all of that to happen. That sounds like but bullshit. Are you charging the six thousand for for your labor? Is that is that it? For his intellectual property. Well, okay. Here's okay. So. Here's what here's what the arrangement was: the six thousand, or I, you know, I divulge all my methods to you, and we sign an NDA. That was the alternative I gave. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's not, that. Was that was the alternative you gave after I was outraged by the six thousand dollars. No, I talked with Liz. No, first it was six thousand dollars. All right, so I believe you know I have some very empowering information that you know you were asking me to just you know divulge without no, a deep pool. Yeah. Let's, first of all, nobody asked you for any information. We asked you to get a computer, and if you charge six thousand dollars for a computer. It's absurd. Dan. I really Dan, Dan can't imagine uh, that, that this this is sustained. Is this not interesting for people? I, I can't yeah, imagine. I, it's got, I, we're getting too bogged down okay. and too technical. I think you guys have a lot to talk about, and we look forward to, Listen, to this, hearing uh, this is interesting. the rest well, we'll of the emails coming about this. Is this is what it is. Yeah. When you're in a position like mine, everybody's trying to put their hand in your pocket, Dan. Everybody. There's only one thing that went on here. He looked at me as a, as a, as a rich uh, pinata, and he's, and he's tried to shake $6,000 out of well, me. And now he's, now, he's, now he's backing into some sort of rationale. The, the point is that we've never, you look around here, everybody's been working here for 20 years. No one's ever been replaced or fired, or no, no, one, no one's ever, uh, you know, been muscled out of their, their, their situation. What you should do is, is charge uh, the, a reasonable more price for the computer and kind of say, listen, no, I'm, I'm concerned about this, you know, and I'll say, okay, well, I get, I understand, you know, I promise you I, I won't do that. Just based on what I've heard, and I haven't heard everything, it does sound like uh, he wasn't completely upfront about where the $6,000 figure came from, which is to say how much of it was... I was getting uh, to that. How much gonna, of it was it hardware and how much of it was his services. Yeah. And, he, and he, was well, show, he still wanted $200 per show, even yeah. with the $6,000 computer. Yeah, it's certainly entitled to ask for that. Now, this has been going on... <laughs> okay. I just did 20 minutes we've been on this topic. I, I just think that's probably... Well, we haven't even been on doing 20 minutes of show yet, but that's okay. Uh, it, uh, it must feel like a half an hour. So, so, well, so I don't know exactly what I was hoping right. that... Uh, uh, I was hoping to re reduce Deepu to tears, but it didn't, it didn't, well, it didn't work Deepu, out that way. Um, no, I kind of... Like, when I first sent the request for, you know, the... Egregious figures to Liz. I was scared to send that text, but I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I needed to make a statement. It was a you, statement you about made my a statement. yeah. It was, a, it was a statement about the exclusivity of my skill set, which I no, still believe in. That's not I the still believe in. You, you can go to these alternatives, but you but know. Can we please? You, you can totally we please? The one statement. thing we've talked about six thousand dollars, like Shark Tank. Can you please tell us how you came up with that? 
estimation. I told you how he came oh, up. No, I'm getting to the second reason. Larry, Okay, so I met with Liz months prior, and she was like, "Yeah, uh, you know, we, these guys with Sirius XM, the, they have, they gave us a budget of thirty-five hundred. And uh, see, t- in my mind, that was a bluff. I don't think Sirius XM didn't even talk to you about that. In your mind, your plan was just talk to me and just. Oh my God! Who do you think I am? What the fuck? Jesus You're accusing her of lying? Christ, are you I, serious? I was thinking. Now it's getting one, interesting, Danny. Now it's interesting. Do you think I'm gonna lie to you? I think I'm gonna lie to you. I think so it was a bluff. Build a computer? I, well, are I you think. Serious, Tipu? I think. Have I ever lied to you? I don't know. How could I know? Wow. Oh, oh, it's on. You know, I just really. I, I cannot believe I that. I think either half of it or all of it was a bluff. Right. You are okay. Wow. Okay. All right. We. I think we need to. Who yeah. accused my manager Liz of lying? Bluffing. Lying. You accused me of lying. Well, you said I never. I don't think that she ever did speak to anybody. So uh, yeah, that's, that's not a bluff. Somebody. Uh, yeah. Why else would I tell you that, Deepu? And they said a budget of thirty-five hundred. You want number one? You don't know what my conversation was. Number two, I had a conversation with the vice president of programming at Sirius, where it was like, yeah, I'd love to do podcasts and streaming from the lounge. Yeah, maybe we can get about thirty-five hundred dollars together, get equipment, leave it here. Why else would I have that conversation with you? Don't okay, but, but actually, you just verified my thing. Is that you? You heard thirty five hundred, and you you were just see there was nothing about you, and this is this is really despicable. There was nothing about you that was setting a price based on what what you ought to charge for it. Mm-hmm. It was your analysis of what you thought you could get. Like, shake us down, hey, America the beautiful baby. Some, America the beautiful, and, and, which which I don't land of the I, fucking ching ching. I don't I don't like that kind of. Business. That's what I but, do when somebody calls me up to perform. How much you got, motherfucker? Right. But to do that kind of business, uh, and then suppose, and then want to maintain your position as kind of part of the family of the organization nope. is is out of the question. You you could have expressed any concerns that you had, but now it's like we need people here who want to be here and and you know have a good like who are who are operating in a wholesome way you know with good intentions i don't want somebody hey, i don't i don't want to i don't want to worry like every know, time you every time you bring a receipt in did he you know did he tell the guy to put some other stuff on there so he could recover uh, expenses deep, deep who wants a pool too what can i tell you <laughs> uh, deep who wants a pool too anyway, uh, anyway so I, I, worked, right. I worked with an engineer once and uh, his uh, he told me he told me once to uh, say take a number and double it. So I took a number and and and, 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 and I don't and, know and, where and, the fuck you think you right, are. Like I don't right. know who you think any of Let's these people bring are. Mike, but listen, come on, listen, Deepu. Yeah. What, what you did was wrong. And and Daniel, like this, he's a comic. He wants to he wants to work here sometime. Yeah, not funny. Well, I don't know. If oh, let's take it easy. <laughs> this is mad. I am. Uh, uh, he wants to work here someday. And instead of like hooking me up. And maybe building a relationship where it'd be hard for me, you know, mm-hmm. he, he instead, you know, violates me. All right. Well, well we I feel like, you know, building a setup, you know, just as a, you know, favor. I mean, I don't want a favor. I don't want a favor. If it costs you $900 in parts, charge us $2,000. 50% markup is more than what most computer stores w- would charge. And then that's yeah. it, no favors. That's what it gets. And then if you want to charge for your services, you say what you want to charge for your services. And if you don't want to do it, then you don't do it. But you don't try to sneak it in and charge or misdirect or whatever it is. And you don't get to take her number, decide it's a bluff, and double it. Nobody does business that way. I rarely do business. So. Well, Clearly. Listen, you know how you should do business? Try to treat people. This is going to blow your mind. <laughs> try to how treat people the way you'd like to be treated yourself. <laughs> Do they have that in in, in, in Eastern philosophy? Oh. Try to oh, <laughs> come on. Try to treat people the way you want to be treated yourself. That's it's, now we're it's getting that, into the man's heritage. Here. It's that well, you, you said it. It's that simple. Yeah. It's that simple. 
I, I didn't mean to say about the, uh, the Eastern philosophy, but I was saying, you know, I think of that as the golden yeah. rule. I don't know if they have that in every culture. I feel like they do. I think yeah, they do, that's too. that's it's the golden rule. Deepu's American, sure. uh, by the way, I would underline. Yeah. Born and raised, baby. You Born were the, in the one USA. who harped on the Indian thing, and ah, now you're trying to... Yeah, you're but trying I, was being, <laughs> I was joking. You, you, you're, you're being serious. <laughs> All right, in any event... My third read is going to make no sense, but uh, yeah, let's just no, no, let's right, just no offense about these goals. But do you understand the idea of treating people the you want to be tre- way you want to be treated yourself? Yes, I do. Do you understand. feel that you did that? Uh, I felt like I was being treated unfairly uh, prior, not by you guys, uh, by Riotcast. I guess. Oh, that makes perfect by sense. Riotcast. Someone else treated you unfairly, so treat me unfairly. I get. Oh, that that makes sense. I just thought everyone everyone treats everyone unfairly. I thought that was the deal. All right. All right. All right, Deepu. <laughs> thank you for coming, dropping by. Your Honor, rest my case. Great. I yeah. just thought everyone treats everyone. Unfairly. All right, listen, Deepu. I mean, if I were Judge Judy, I'd say something about your ping on my leg and tell me it's raining. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> this is where Judge Judy would, would lose yeah. her cool. Deepu, you need to reevaluate. I'm, little... I'm gonna tell you this. I, re- I know. Hold I know. On. I do. We we have no intention of cutting you out. Doing if you if you do a that's good, very gracious of you. If you well, if you do a good job, especially now, if you <laughs> yeah. do a good job yeah. at a reasonable price. Right. Thank you, Deepu. And, and, and where can we Thank catch you, you this weekend? Uh, Not here. At home. Robert Kelly's podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We'd like to thank Deepu. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Thank you, okay. Thank you Dan. Uh, thank I'm you, sorry, but I'm sorry about the Eastern religion comments. It, it, no, it's uh, it's all in good fun. Yeah. Well. And I'm sorry for accusing you of lying, <laughs> yeah. Liz. Mm-hmm. Okay. You should okay. be. I read thank something you, about, you know, anyway. Okay. Thank you, okay. Deepu. Yeah. We got the legend Mike Bichetti here. I don't know if everybody knows Mike. Mike is a legend. Mike, I, I think he is. A, I think he is a legend. He is I'm a not legend. <laughs> he, he's a legend in the comedy community because uh, he's. You won't meet a character like this in any other uh, field of endeavor. Well, why is he a legend? Uh, take okay. the reins, Dan. Go ahead. And Mike called me up by the. Not didn't call me. He Facebooked me and asked if he could be on the show. And I said to myself, My God, why didn't I think of this sooner? No, if your friends need you for stuff, they'll let you know. Uh, I don't like to bother people. That's what look with Josh Cal, what we're doing. I, I, that this. is my philosophy, but I don't think it works in life. I actually think that that you, that if you annoy people, you do get somewhere. Uh, but I, I I I'm with you. I don't do it either. Well, you know what? There's different levels of annoying people. You know what I mean? I don't really like bothering people unless I have something pitched to them that's good too. You know, I don't want to waste anybody's time or effort. Well, with you, I mean, I don't know. You're, you're kind of off the radar around here, so it's not like you're bothering anybody. Um, and I know that uh, as soon as you were around and, and, and the idea of coming, everybody was excited about it. Yeah. So, oh, like, thank you. Yeah. I used to, you know, know him. I did Late Night here years ago when Mike Royce was running Late Night. That's oh, how long ago, ago going back. It was him. Uh, Dan, Dan, in fact, I got a very funny story about Dan years ago. Keep it tight. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we were at the Boston. It was an early show. Boston Comedy Club. Years ago, right? We got booked for like a 7.30 show on a Wednesday. It was a ridiculous time, right? Some young kids were heckling Dan, right? And like I said, I never seen Dan get angry, right? He turned into the dice man with him. It was so funny. <laughs> you should have been in that night, right? This kid said something to me. goes, Dan goes... Hey, Dick Nose, I would watch it. <laughs> <laughs> you call somebody Dick Nose? No, man? it was awesome. I'm like, I, I, I like Bugsy Siegel. Wait, he party. called me Dick Nose or I called no, no, him Dick Nose? he called him Dick Nose. I called him Dick Nose. Yes, and oh. it was awesome because the thing is, it's like, that's the Bugsy Siegel part of Dan I've never seen. <laughs> the Jewish I gangster? Pic- <laughs> I can't picture that, Dan. I can't picture we all that. Have our, well, we all have no, a breaking we, point. Yeah, you know, it's true. But I, I've never well, you've seen me flip out here at the table, so you know, you know it's in No, me. but not on stage. I've se- I haven't seen you. Because I've it's been a long time since I've bombed sufficiently to provoke that kind of reaction. I see. I see. Usually when you're bombing, then you, that happens, you know. But if you're not bombing, it's less likely to happen. But do you I, think that your persona, too, like, kind of keeps... It's not, a, it's not the well, type that my, hecklers want to, you know, heckle? Um, no, I think that my persona... Sometimes you get trapped in a persona, and it's harder for certain people to become... Um, 
to to engage the audience in a in a in a violent way. If your persona is like, for example, Stephen Wright, it would be very hard for Stephen Wright to go from my school colors were clear to hey, dude, go go fuck yourself. Right. Yeah. To make that transition would be very difficult. No, right. absolutely. And it would and it would kill. And how do you go from that back into? So I was born with a severe section. <laughs> you know, it'd be very hard to do. Yeah, but some people I'd be terrified to heckle. Like the late Joan Rivers, you know, she would eat you up to pieces if you heckled up. Or like Stephen, uh, Dennis Miller would really rip people up. Oh my God, I can't even you'd imagine. Him. Like, you'd have to get a dictionary to know what the hell he's talking heckling. If you if you heckle Miller, you'd be finished. Do you know him? Crying. I wish I, I wish I did. I love him. I love him too. I feel like his career uh, was tanked by the fact that he became conservative politically. I feel I bad know. for him. I know. I, lo- I love his work. I think he's a brilliant comedian. He right. is. That's why I love Dan. I always tell him if there was any justice in life in his business, Dan would have had a sitcom and I would have been living next door to him. You would have been living next door to me in the, in the sitcom or in, in no, the real it, life? Well, both. 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 Okay. Well, this is, this is why I like Mike Buschetti because he gets it. He no, I, I got Dan. <laughs> no, I do because you know why? Some people don't get it, but you know what? You just stay with the people who do get it. Maybe you and guys then, need to put something together. No, I love... I mean... It, it's fun because I love how Dan is. He's always been, he's always been good. Like when I first started comedy, my comedy is very. Yeah, unique. but the thing about if you ever got successful, I might not be that nice anymore. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Let's have some cash and have some fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. But seriously though, we should. Um, I'm telling you, Dan, it would be people just. I don't know what it is. It, you know what? You just keep going and hope to God somebody. So, Mikey, we wakes were, up sooner or later. Mike, you came all the way here. We're honored, by the way, to have you because I believe you live on Staten Island. Is yeah. that right? You came it's all the way. I used to, it, it used to be a hassle to commit. I don't drive, right, Noam? So, it used to be a train, a bus, a pain in the ferry. It's like yeah. how do you now? Come I just now? Take, take an express bus. I go down to Broadway. I'm home in like an hour or less. Oh, well, why, why does anybody live on Staten Island? I, it's oh, weird out there, uh, I know. It's uh, like Donnie Brascoville. <laughs> it is. It's just, it's, my, my mother-in-law lives out there oh, no. when she's not living with us, and it's, it's horrible. It's horrible. Even, it's even the way they drive out there, no, it's, like aggr- it's a, a different kind of aggression. I, I had a roommate in Staten Island in college, and I'd never been to Staten Island before I went to visit him. And I felt like I was going to a time warp. It was cool. no, like I go true. to the yeah. Staten Island Mall and I'm looking around like, oh my god, they all had mullets. No, and they this were all is Saturday Night Fever everywhere. It, it was crazy, and no. they all talk, you know, real New Yorky. No, no, it's like they're still wearing brown leather jackets from Donnie Brasco. I swear to God, they are in certain areas. That's I, why I, when they had that show Mob Wives, but, oh, they, was, but they all lived in Staten Island. I'm like, yeah. how mob wives like can the, they be? Like they're the, living in fucking. It's Staten like the Galapagos Islands over there. You know, they've evolved in isolation. No, but I lived up the block from one of the mob wives. Oh, really? Where I used to live, right? And I just like, her house was like in the corner for me. And I just like walk very quickly by a house. <laughs> I, mean, I just would, her house was I'll tell you one thing about Staten Island. They got some smoking chicks out that way. Yeah, really? They, they, they do. Oh, yeah, they do. Have you ever uh, bagged a Staten Island chick down? I never did. Never <laughs> did. No, that's not my... Um, you know, they, that's, they like a guy that's like a Joey Buttafuga No, type. not me. I do horrible out there with my own woman out there. Are you married? No. I, wish, I don't want to be. I'd rather have some cash and live happily. Are, are you a working stand-up comic? I, I, I do as much as I can. I actually, uh, what do you call it? I went to California twice this, in the past uh, few months. I was out there. had some meetings. I did some stuff at the UCB in L.A. I love it out there. Oh, by the way, do you know that the New York Magazine came out with a list of the top three comedy clubs in the city? And we were rated. You're not on it? No. We, oh. we, Why? We're rated number three. Oh, God. Oh, I think, uh, yeah, I think Were I read that. Caroline? Was it the this is, I, I, I feel the oh. backlash has begun. Uh, when, when, um, no, it's just New York Magazine. Anything you read in New York Magazine, you know, it's, it's a silly magazine. No. Years ago, they did, like, the funniest comedians you've never heard of. And, uh, and I wasn't on the list, and I was pretty upset about it. Well, maybe that. they heard of you. 
But no, no. I, <laughs> the other people on the list were at my level of, of, of notoriety. This is what they ranked us. This is Union Hall was ranked number one. Whoa. What the fuck is that? Union, uh, Union, it's, a, it's like a hipster place. It looks like a bowling alley from the 70s. In Park Slope. Now, now who even played that? Because played hipsters write for New York Magazine and they live in Brooklyn. Right, so but the, to be the best comedy club in New York City, which is basically to be the best comedy club in the that, most important comedy city, you have to have the best talent working there. And I don't know anybody, except maybe Dan Soder, I think, from time to time, has done some sets out there. Who works there? How can it be the best club when, when the best people don't well, work what's there? What's number two? Number two is up, uh, that's my, uh, up, up, Upright Citizens Brigade. That's, well, okay. Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. But that's totally, I mean, that's kind of apples and oranges. I mean, they, These aren't really comedy clubs. These are just places where they have comedy shows and they have other kinds of shows, right? I mean, yeah, that's, it's not fair to you guys because they're not comedy clubs traditionally. I mean, like, yeah. one's like a Brooklyn bar, the other's like been around forever and it's not, it's more it's improv and theater. Yeah. Tr- Ted Alexandro is here just in time. Uh, you're, you're giving too much weight to anything written in stupid New York Magazine. Yeah. First of all, yeah, New York, you know Ma- we were rated number three in New York Magazine, Ted. Number three. Comedy club. In, in the world or in where? In New York City. I disagree with... <laughs> no, you guys are number one everywhere. Well, thank you, Ted. I, I, yeah, you oh, what are, a guy. I love this guy. Sincerely, I mean, like, what's... <laughs> what number number one is Union Hall in, in Brooklyn, in Park Slope. I disagree. Okay. You, do you know Mike? Oh, yeah. Of course. We, 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 we all know Mike. We did Teacher's Lounge. Oh, I did the okay. episode of Michelle. Yeah, and yeah, number yeah, two was UCB. On 26th Street. No, this is this isn't like in a hipster. Publication. That's what, exactly, that's what I said. It's hipsters write and read, and that's why. And then I'll read you the comedy seller. It says, that's uh, it. "A holdover from the boom. The comedy seller has become a force over the last decade or so, thanks in no small part to Louis C.K. Blah, blah. Uh, there are many frustrating things about the comedy seller, namely the cost. With weekend weekend tickets running twenty dollars, not including a two item minimum. What is that like? Is that it's a really hipster? Ha- it's hipster. Everything's so, free no. and yeah, PBR people, and dollar beers and <laughs> that's yeah, why. Well, Rolling Rock. People expect yeah, exactly. things to be free. I mean, it's crazy. And, and during the week, we're like twelve dollars, right? Pretty cheaper than a movie. And an audience later made up. I don't think it's largely made up of tourists, but there's. Well, there's, it is largely made up of tourists. I think. I mean, by no, it's not. There's there are there's a significant number of tourists, but it's not largely made up well, of you, tourists. Well, you think most of the audience is New York City people? Local, I, not I, necessarily. Well, depending on how you define tourists. I mean, if you define tourists as anybody that's not from New York City or anybody that's tonight not from, when you go on, when, I think that. Well, I'm not going on tonight, but when, yeah. like when yeah, I think most of the I'd say at least fifty. Well, we have at least usually there's at least two people from Finland in the audience. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you well, got two people from Finland. Lord knows how many people from Maryland. Well, audience aside, I mean, like let's talk about. The comedy, like UCB, is not even yeah. a comedy no, club. No, it's more it's improv. Scratch your snap. Yeah, it's improv. Why? Why is that at the top of the list of a comedy club? And then number four is Littlefield. What's that? Yeah, that's another. It's another hipster club in uh, in Brooklyn. These are these are all alternative you, rooms. They're yeah. they're good, but they're in they're so, not in the same class as as the cellar or, or most comedy clubs. And number five there. is Annoyance Theater. So I actually having having you telling me that I've played all of them, by the way. Yeah, I actually think that they actually really like us. Because if this is if this is all like hardcore alternative yes. like like uh, sit on, kumbaya type stuff, <laughs> then the fact that they 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 went outside that for us is actually kind of a well a, they couldn't I, 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 I yeah. think they so couldn't, I take it back and I appreciate they it. couldn't ignore it I think they want well, I think they were dying to not put the comedy seller no, in there you're right it is a good thing in a way because they're very like weird with people they're very uppity to it what their comedy is and you know what I mean if they put you in they like you a lot then. But I, I do, I agree with you, because I think that um, one of the things that people would say about the Comedy Cellar is that despite all its fame, it somehow manages to feel like a homegrown, grassroots kind of 
place still. I'll tell you what they say it about the comedy cellar. Like my God, theme. how much does no one make? Oh, <laughs> know, that's, that's what, what Ted you said. Says. <laughs> Ted says that about everybody, though. <laughs> <laughs> I've, never, I've never said that, as a matter of fact. Dan actually has done the math. Well, I, I, <laughs> math is easy to enough figures to figures he's come up with in his sleep. I, well, <laughs> I've, I've, I've calculated the revenue. What I can't calculate, of course, is the, is the, uh, the net profit, but... Uh, Listen, I certainly have what, my idea, what, and, I, and, I, and, and I say, God bless you, Noah. God bless you. You, you know, you created this great place. Well, I didn't uh, create it. Well, but you yeah. didn't create it, but yeah. you didn't kill it. No. <laughs> you know, which is worth something, I you guess. Have, I've, gro- I've grown it. I've grown <laughs> it. No, you had something great and kept it great. That's, that's harder to do than anything when you think about it. Yeah, and I thank you. And, and um, the, the truth is we're the highest paying club, right? That's right. And uh, so, um, you know, and I think we're significantly the highest paying club. But well. not higher than those other three mentioned in the article. Really? No, I'm kidding. Oh, no, they, no, <laughs> oh, no, they, <laughs> they pay nine hundred thousand a spot over there. And uh, you know, we do, we do, we do, we do well, it's going to be even a better place for the comics when the new kitchen opens up. Which, judging by the way it looks now, which is like you know Dresden in nineteen forty-four. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if it's going to be ready anytime soon. Can I, can I pay Ted <laughs> Alexander a huge compliment? Uh, no, yeah. please. And oh, I mean, yeah. Please. <laughs> now I've been a Ted Alexandro fan for a long time. I the, the first time he really came on my radar was at that benefit for Geraldo's family at Radio City, right, where right. he just kind of dominated. And it's always interesting when you see a comedian who you know uh, from the Comedy Cellar in a very confined thing on a big stage because it's a totally different thing, you know. And I just remember Ted kind of expanded to take up the whole big stage. You know, I remember I texted Linda. I said Ted was masterful. That was the word that oh, I used. Thank you. But that's thank not you. the comment. So the comment I want to get, Ted is extremely politically active. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, oh, if, yes. If, if you were to do a uh, diagram oh. of his brain, I think the politic thinking probably takes up more space than the comedy thinking. Well, I would agree with you <laughs> there. It must, be ex- <laughs> it must be excruciatingly tempting for him to go on stage and spout those half-baked liberal ideas that anime. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but honestly, but do you notice that Ted Alexander is never preachy on stage? He's, well, is that a compliment or is that just a, is that an observation? Well, it's a compliment because I know he must be tempting, but and well, it has to be a conscious decision but, but not to why? do that. But I don't think it's good or bad. I think it just is. I think if he went and, and talked about what he believes, that would be fine too. If I had started by, I have a criticism of Ted Alexandro, Dan would have said, no, that's a compliment. But no, 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 I wouldn't have. No, I wouldn't have. I give credit when it's due. I think I didn't, I just and say. It's not, and it's not due here. But didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't I just say two minutes ago that you didn't destroy the comedy cellar? Uh, yes, thank you. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ted. Well, thank you for, for both of those compliments. Um, I would say that I don't like comedians who are preachy on stage. I don't like watching that. Uh, and I'm, I don't I don't consider myself a preachy person. I have you know my thoughts about politics and society and social justice. Well, you're a little preachy on Facebook, a little bit, a little bit, <laughs> I would say, a little bit. Well, <laughs> everyone's preachy. Yeah, <laughs> Facebook is like the place to, Yeah, that Facebook is the place to share well, is, your is opinions. It, is right? it preachy so. to say what you believe? I mean, you you don't agree with much of what Ted says. No, I don't no, agree no. with a lot of what Ted T- says. Ted's either. written some of these uh, long uh, these long uh, 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 what do you call I mean, would you have thought Harriet Beecher Stowe was preachy in her day? <laughs> my point, my point is this: to answer your question, as far as the stage goes, yeah. I, I don't. For me, I don't think the stage is for. The, I don't like to yeah. use the stage for that. If I can find something that makes a point, that is funny. Like to me, the the comedy is always paramount. You know, uh, if it's also makes a point, then that's great. 
Um, but if it's if it kind of veers into that preachiness, I don't like watching that, and I, I don't like feeling like that on stage. Yeah, I, I, I that's what I that's what I assumed is what's going on with you, and that's what I was complimenting because uh, every other comedian I know who feels as strongly about things like that, and you know what, especially if, if it's social justice that they feel strongly about, that's almost impossible to to, to hold inside. They all, they all spout it out. And most of them haven't even thought as deeply about these things as wow. you have. And, I, and Ted was, you know, camped out during Occupy I Wall Street. That. I mean, Ted actually lives it, you know? Well, no. what's interesting is that you, you can kind of find a, a niche like that. And, and you, you know, if I chose to go that route, I could probably have that uh, following or whatever. But I, I don't like it. Like, someone tried to hire me for this gig where they're like, you're a political comedian. And I'm like, I'm really not. You know, I'm, right. I'm politically, I guess, politically, I don't even like politics. You know, like, I, it's more about social justice, you know. So, um, yeah, so I don't, I don't, like, define myself that way. I mean, I think about these things, but I don't, like, define myself that way. I love it because, like, you be, you're, not, you're fearless, which yeah. is good. People, I, I love people with guts. Well, thanks, fit, You know what I mean? Most people are like, I started, I hate American history. I think half of it's bullshit, actually. Right. That we were fed in school about Columbus being a big hero. You know what I mean? You find out what, like, the bloody pirate that he was yeah. years later. You know what I mean, right? I said it on stage one day. You don't say that on Staten Island, do you? Oh, uh, yeah. No. I don't care. <laughs> That's risky. No, I'm like, a, everybody on Staten I'm like, Chris, he's cool. I'm like, no, he's a bloody, filthy pirate that, like, devastated well, you're, well, you're I not mean, going to get any argument from Ted on that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I don't know much about Columbus. I'll tell you this: he was a he was a hell of a mariner, I would imagine. I mean, he, you uh, know, the, I don't know. He's pretty. He, he landed, I think, in Haiti. Uh, the fact that he I landed he anywhere did. is pretty impressive. In oh, that, yeah. in, that, in, in those, those days, in, in those uh, tubs with no uh, navigation, no <laughs> GPS. But without getting into too much of that, I, I disagree with you, Noam. In so far as I don't consider it. Well, I'm entitled to disagree with you. Of course. You. Uh, I think I probably agree with you more than I disagree with you. Go ahead. What do you, you But you remember the disagreement. Get to it. <laughs> uh, I disagree that it's necessarily. If 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 Ted, who re, if if a comic really feels something, I don't I don't mind. I don't think it's a bad thing that they say it on stage. Now, a lot of comics are misinformed imbeciles, and that I mind. I mind being an idiot. Yes, if you're an idiot. <laughs> I mind that. Well, I don't mind uh, if, it's, uh, if it's fun. What if it's funny though? Well, if it's completely ill-informed, it's going to be hard to make it funny. I don't think that ill-informed nonsense, it's hard to make that funny if it has no grain of truth to it. If you're, I don't if know. you're spouting it as truth. If you're, you're spouting kind of it as yourself, truth. Making fun of yourself in the process. You're, you're winking funny, at it a bit, but yeah. There, there's that, and also there's also this kind of like it's some things. It's like when when the comedians were making their their jokes about gay marriage, which was designed to get everybody to applaud, and say yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like that's kind of like empty calories to me pandering. too. Like what? Yeah, yeah, pandering. What? 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 What genius? You know. All right. Well, now, now you're talking about pandering. But if something is 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 a belief that's 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 held sincerely held, and you want to talk about it on stage, I, I don't see that that's necessarily wrong. So why don't you talk about occupied Palestine a little bit on stage, Dan? Occupy Palestine. I'm saying like like you don't you, you, you don't you, talk you, about your beliefs that you hold strongly. You, you about. know my act, Noam, and my act is what it is. My act is just about fun and and keeping it light. We had this discussion last week. Yeah, you're not wrong that that I could I could maybe try to be a little more sincere and real, but for now my act right. is what it is. It's about you know, um, go to the end of the block and turn gay. You know, and, 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 and I, I, I actually think I actually think you're agreeing with me about Ted. I, I failed to see the disagreement. Well, the, the disagreement is you consider it a compliment that he doesn't is not political on stage. I consider it a neutral uh, observation that he's not political on stage. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I I would disagree that I'm not that I'm not political. I, I think I am, but I, I'm very selectively political. I've what? done stuff about. 
you know, Occupy. I've done stuff about police brutality. I've done stuff about gay marriage. I've done stuff about all these things. But, I, you know, I, it's not all of what... It's not even the majority of what I do. But, but if I hit on something that I think is funny and makes a point in an interesting way, then I'll explore it. But I'm not. Uh, but I wouldn't define myself as a political comic. No, it's I part of what I, I mean. Do. I certainly wouldn't either. Uh, yeah. let, me, let me put it to another way. For a guy who's out there, and then we'll move on. For a guy who's out there and Occupy Wall Street, and uh, and uh, you know, feeling the burn and going all the things, spending, spending. And nobody's feeling the burn like Ted. I'll tell you. Feeling that. A, spending a lot of his time uh, on these issues. Then uh, he goes to work, and he has a soapbox. He has a fucking soapbox with a captive audience, you know, and big crowds. And it's, it's got to be tempting. And, and he, he resists well, it unless he has something really tight uh, but, and funny. But he's, he's, and resi- he's I, resisting it. Yeah. I don't know that he's resisting it. He's doing what he thinks the audience will respond to and what he wants to do. Yeah, no, just I wouldn't say I would I would say that I'm doing what feels authentic to me. You know, like to do anything otherwise would fe- if I was trying to be political, that wouldn't feel authentic to me. Or if I was leaving it out altogether. That wouldn't feel authentic. So, but I don't think you're struggling with this. Well, I really want to, but no, no, I'm not. I'm, uh. What I'm struggling with is when I'm sitting writing. Uh, sometimes, how do I make it funny? How do how do I take this to the stage in a way that feels authentic and not preachy and not heavy-handed? You know, it has to be funny. So that, that's the, what I struggle. The with. The only thing, the only thing I've ever seen Ted go awry of good judgment was when he uh, encouraged all the comedians to strike <laughs> for, for, a higher, for a higher spot pay. Right. <laughs> but that was a long time ago, Ted. That was a water I, I, seldom, I, I seldom use the word hero, <laughs> but that was that we all are grateful for Ted. Well, and you. I probably won't use the word hero now either. Using, using the word all very but I think, but, uh, carelessly. But, but, but we are all grateful in the comedy world for what Ted did. Some 10 years ago now? Has it been 10 more, years more. already? Yeah, well, 10 the second time with, with Russ and the other guys, but uh, probably 14 years the first time. Ted has been manning that barricade for a long time. Well, you know what I would say as far as comedy clubs? Uh, if I played those other clubs on the list that you mentioned, uh, that kind of comedy would be more than welcome there, of just like the preachy, one note, uh, you know, playing to the, like a home game. Right. You know what I mean? That's what I like about comedy clubs is it's not a home game. You don't know... Who's gonna? It's not a homogeneous crowd. It's not all students, all this, all that. It's, it's like you, you. In a way, your comedy has to find more of the the Venn diagram uh, of overlap of different perspectives. You know what Mikey, I mean? Mikey, I haven't seen your your up in a while, but it, I, it's 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 sort of a set up punchline kind of a stand up. It's not a. Uh, it, yeah, you're I, not politically uh, minded. No, I, I'm very like to the punch. I wanted to talk about Ted one second, but all about him is like. You truly believe in what you're doing. That's what I love about it because it's not like you're going out there. Mike, you speak a little bit more. I'm sorry. Mike, going out there like hand flies out to your show is just to collect, capitalize on something. You know what I mean? Thanks, pal. Some people, other people taking advantage. Are you kidding me? Well, yeah. I mean, I just look at it as a list of twenty thousand. They're assholes. Sorry, I don't know if I can curse. No, you can curse now. Now, now. Jim Norton is giving me. He's looking at me, and I must say, it puts me ill at ease. There he is. Yeah, Jim has an aura of intimidation. Jim, 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 intimidate you. You intimidate people. Well, because I, but he. It's nothing you're doing. It's just that you do. It's just you intimidate people. Join the chat. I know. That's see. It was just the emphasis he put on chat. The emphasis was that a joke? Oh, okay. Uh, let me ask you, Ted. Uh, how how uh, scared are you that your um, President Trump is going to be uh, around uh, soon? Well, I mean, let's face it. How many people are really scared of of a nominee? Like, w- what do I have to be scared of? You know, it's like a lot of what I do 
is really advocating for people who will suffer or are suffering more than I am. You know, right. if we're talking about America being inclusive and being a place where everyone has a shot at the American dream and is a democratic society, uh, you know, the things that Occupy was about, the things that Bernie Sanders' campaign is about, is about a democratic society where things are not rigged, like elections. Um, at the very, at the very. Am, I, am, I hearing, am I hearing that there's certain things that Trump is saying that you actually reverberate a little bit too? I, I have a friend, I don't know if I ever introduced it to him, he's my roommate in, in law school, and he's far left, almost exactly like you, you know, exactly the same, and we're very good friends. And I see him uh, not totally rejecting Trump. When he hears Trump talking about the trade deals and the, the working class and the outsourcing mm-hmm. of jobs and all that stuff, he feels that Trump champions feels those issues more than he thinks Hillary actually does. He just doesn't, he's cautious about Trump's temperament, I think, as we all are. Yeah, well, like, let's put it this way. In no way do I think Donald Trump is qualified to be president of the United States of America. But that said, sure, he does uh, speak some of the populist things that maybe there's overlap of Bernie in terms of he will say that things are rigged, the economy's rigged, that, you know, he donated to both Republicans and Democrats. He plays the game. So as a guy who's been in business for a long time, he's uniquely qualified to talk about that environment and how it is rigged. Uh, but yeah, that said, no, I don't see him as qualified at all. Uh, and I do think there is a lot to be afraid of uh, for, you know... Mostly uh, personality issues with him, right? Like his finger on the button is kind of scary. Well, I mean, that, that's kind of almost like a caricature, right? Finger on the button. I, I don't think anyone... I don't think anyone... Like, you know, maybe uh, Bush going to war the first time in Iraq after 9-11, that's the closest that you could say, like, finger on the button. No, I'm thinking Cuban Missile Crisis, except instead of Kennedy, it's Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. No, no, because... Yeah, but I don't don't think that could happen Different history. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah. I I know you got to get scared shitless, like with other countries, right? When somebody starts, like, making speeches in a suit... It's cool, but once they put on a military uniform, you got to fucking run for the hills. <laughs> Did Trump put on a military uniform? Not yet. So he's, saying, he's saying in other countries when like no, the I mean, dictators in a suit, you know you're know like, I mean? like, okay, but... He's wearing an Imani suit now, but if he starts wearing General Patton's fucking belt... <laughs> you know, I, I, don't, I think the whole Trump is... I, I texted Dan. Dan even, didn't even dignify it with an answer. But I, I, I made a whole, like, Trump... Parody. I was bored on my. Uh, oh, I don't think I saw that. Text. Uh, so I game because I, I was thinking that um, I'll find it. I was thinking that this whole thing about Trump being a fascist <laughs> and comparing him to Hitler is so overblown, you know. And yeah. there's this. There was that tweet where Trump's eating the taco ball oh, yeah. and he says, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, best taco ball to Trump. I love Hispanics. Yeah. Which is ridiculous and tone deaf. But I but so I made this one of Hitler saying Happy Passover, the best. Uh, homeless is oh. at the altar. I love the Jews. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I just can't. Oh, that's great. I just can't picture, like, the real McCoy fascist. Like, I just can't picture Hitler saying, I love the. Like, it's just, it's, he's not Hitler. He's just not. He's goofy and he, he's more Colonel Clink than he is Hitler. That's what I think he is. <laughs> like, he's. Like, <laughs> no, you're well, right. It's like when he has speech, I feel like getting cotton candy and going to the circus. You know, yeah, exactly. Kind of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, he's, and, and I think that if he had a magic wand to. Uh, it's pretty good. I did a pretty good job Facebook, um, that's uh, great. Photoshopping. If he had a magic wand. And he could do what he wanted in the country. You know, it, it would not be concentration camps or anything remotely like that. Would, would we control the border? Yeah. Would we uh, t- 
take steps, maybe overzealous steps, to make sure that uh, people who are Islamic are not uh, sympathetic to terrorists or dangerous. Yeah, he might he might go too far in that direction, but it's motivated out of trying to keep us safe, not out of any kind of I think. Uh, organic hatred that he has well, for any religion. I think because he is goofy uh, on the surface, I think it's almost like putting a benign face on really like white supremacy or, or like the, you know, between the things that he said about Mexicans and immigrants that was terrible, right? and uh, what was the, uh, the other thing about... Um, he said all kinds of shit about PHR. Black, yeah. Uh, they didn't really say anything about blacks. Did he say something about black Not people? Not really, no. And and about I'm, let's maybe face I'm it. thinking I'm of sure Hillary Hillary with super predators, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. But so basically, see, the super predator thing didn't bother me either. Well, because it's code language to appeal to a certain pop population, right? Oh, to get I, people to, to vote it appeals for you. Appeals to me, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure, dude. You know what? This is this where you're not saying. Now, Dan, we, we, somebody, listen. I, I lived in uh, New York City in the 90s. Did, I think you did too. Yeah, sure. When it was really really dangerous, everybody I know had been mugged. And the racial profile of those people who were doing the muggings, we know what that racial profile was. But don't you and think that that's just overblown kind of hyperbole, like uh, black people, you be scared of black people or be scared of immigrants. Come on. Like well, that's, uh, hold on. They're and not controlling it, it, the economy. It, it, it is what it is. But whatever color they were, they were super predators was not a horrible description of what it is that we were worried about. When we were walking home or driving home, or when I used to, I used to stop in the Willis Avenue Bridge when I was driving home alone, and the car would be descended by these scary-looking guys. Yeah, yeah, they were black, but scary-looking guys, you know, hitting me up for money all alone in the middle of the night. And these were the milder end of what was going on. So, and what I feel that liberals do often is that they, they. They, they make the terms, like some, some term, you know, illegal alien or super predator, they, they just, they, they, they put a wall around that word, so you can't say that, and make it impossible to discuss the issue. Like, well, I think you guys should tell us, okay, don't call them illegal aliens, call them this, don't call them super predators, but you know what we're talking about, call them, and we'll use those terms just so we can talk about the issue. Hillary's like, it was really bad crime. Well, it the, was the, bad. But the issue is really a shell game, right, because they use the terms like that to, to uh, sign a crime bill that then kind of ushers in a phase of mass incarceration where millions of black and brown people are put into the prisons, right? Because of it's, it's a for-profit prison system. So, you know, that you have to fill those, those jail cells. So, like, a, a simple phrase like super predator, yeah, like, okay, if you want to get into the language of not all black people are this or that, obviously. But what it did was, was it got people to vote for for her and to vote for the crime bill right. and ushered in this phase of mass incarceration. All right, what do you think, Dan? Um, what do I think? Of, what, what particular aspect of what do I Whatever. think? I, I, know, I, I know you don't like to talk about politics, so... Well, no, I, 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 <laughs> I agree with you on, on, on you know, the, uh, I, I'm more in your camp on this, uh, on this issue. Um, and then when Ted gets starts getting into the incarceration, and I kind of oh, lose me a I, little I, bit. I, I, want to, I want to tell you guys a story that I heard on the radio today. But, but you know, yeah, go ahead. This will reverberate. With, did you know this? You might have known it already. Calamari is the, caught. The squid. Yes. You knew that already? Well, that no, no, no. Calamari <laughs> is caught on the uh, coast of California, apparently. Okay. It is frozen into ice blocks on the ship. Right. And years ago, it was then taken to Cannery Row, I think they call it, which is, a, you know, like a... Sure, yeah. John Steinbeck wrote a... No more. They take the ice blocks. They b ship them to China. Oh. In China, they are defrosted, cleaned and processed, everything in China because the labor is cheap. Then it's refrozen, brought back to America... 
defrost it again, and then uh, I guess put in uh, whatever it is, and and sold to market. That's that is how much the difference in labor has come that it's cheaper to actually ship it to China well, and then back. for all the work. So yeah. now I don't know if this is uh, more liberal than you or less liberal than you. But I think under that circumstance and with all the automation which is coming online, it's insanity to raise the minimum wage. They ought to leave the minimum wage right where it is, and the government should write a check to people who can't, make, can't get by. Like my kid with Juanita, you know, he doesn't need to be making $15 an hour living at home canning, uh, I mean, uh, bagging roast. Canning, canning calamari. <laughs> can, can, canning weed in his bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> bagging groceries. He, he, can't, he can't compete with China. <laughs> no, he's bagging groceries. You're paying $15 an hour. They're going to get a robot to bag the groceries. Right. But uh, a, a family man who's making 11 bucks an hour can't make it. Write him a check from the treasury. I would say both. I'd say do both. Make it $15 an hour and write a check. But if you make it $15 an hour, the jobs are just going to keep going overseas. But that's not true. That's not true. Uh, they've done it in, I think, Seattle. Yeah, Seattle has the highest. their economy is booming. Yep. Uh, so it kind of refutes a lot of these, uh, the sky is falling no, people that it say depends you can't. No, it depends on what type of economy they have. I'm talking about an economy where, where they're... Uh, Calamari-based? Well, yeah, Calamari-based <laughs> economy. Well, Seattle manual, must have a, like a fishing, whatever. A manual labor-based economy. I, I have no idea what Seattle, but I think Seattle's a Isn't high it tech. tech, tech, tech a lot place, of tech. Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know if Seattle's... Listen, I'm not... I, minimum wage is not, just so you know, minimum wage is not going to affect me. They can raise the minimum wage... And it's a marginal effect. I don't think it's marginal. It's really not that. But just like there's a lot, there was always all that oil and shale. And, and we always knew that once the price went to a certain level, they would figure out how to get out. There is now all this uh, labor in automation. And at some point, it becomes so expensive to hire people that all that automation is going to come online. And that is going to be devastating to working people. I think it's better to let the market take care of wages and, like I'm saying, help people. Create a well, safety net of... Go ahead, you said. Right. Just give them... Would compensate to make money, make up what they don't have. Based on need. To, to, to each according to his ability, from each according to... To but each according to need, from each according to his ability. If we're going to have a minimum wage, why should it be a poverty wage? Right? I mean, that's that's a basic... That's a basic... Why well, should the, anyone the, working the, 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 full-time the, uh, be living in poverty? Min, I think with Noam... If you follow what Noam's saying to its logical conclusion, there should not be a minimum wage. And anybody who can't make it should be helped out by the collective. That is to say, the government that's in this like case. like so socialism is what you're responsible uh, Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if it's more liberal... Like, like, listen, we're doing very well here, right? There's a guy across the street. I can see they almost never have any people there. Very slow. They're, if, if they're holding on, they're just getting by. If you go in there and raise his labor costs by 30%, he's going to go under, for sure. It doesn't help anybody, you know? The, the, what you say is right, except that it presupposes that every business owner has this extra money, can afford it, but and they pointing, can't. You're pointing at a guy who's struggling already. Part, right. of, part of business is you're entering a marketplace and you're, you're trying to succeed in you know, a marketplace as it exists. So, I mean, like, if right, you then know... Then the, no then the jobs if you, disappear. But if you know saying. that part of your costs are a workforce that it's going to be paid, whether it's $10 an hour, 12 15 whatever that is, you factor that in to your business plan. Right, but how much better is it to keep everybody working... Examine people who have families, but I don't think it's an either-or proposition. I, I, I don't the, think the, the, the only wrinkle in that argument. I agree with you wholeheartedly. The yeah. the, the slight uh, nuance to your argument, Noam, which I agree with essentially, is that people taking money from the government is more psychologically devastating than just getting a minimum wage that was established by the government. 
I, thought, that, I think that ship has sailed. I think that we've already crossed that yeah, line. Because, well, but, but, uh, but that would be the only reason yeah. I would say that man, there is something slightly more dignified about earning a nice wage than there is about getting a welfare check. Tax credit or something. Go ahead, Mike. Well, yeah, but with the minimum wage, guys, right? Some people could live better than others in different parts of the country. Think about That's it for a second, too. right? $15 an hour in Alabama, you look like a king. You're fine. Yeah. $15 an hour in Nantucket, you'll be like, forget about it. But again, right. it is the word minimum, so it can be higher than that. Some people argue that if the minimum wage had kept pace with inflation, uh, inflation from the 60s, right, it would be like a $22 minimum wage Easily, right, right? Now. I don't so. know. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I honestly don't know, but I, I think the mistake is that in those days, in the 60s, uh, labor couldn't go overseas. So those jobs had to True. get done here. So business, if you had a shirt factory and they raised your $20, the, you, you just passed the cost along to the customer and, and it but kind of came out. Now it's not that closed system anymore. Now I say, fuck it. I'm going to go build these. I'm going to go manufacture these shirts in Mexico or in, in Vietnam. Well, I mean, the, why, why can't we find corporations who do that? Like, if, 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 you're, truly, yeah. why, if you're truly going to be an American company and, and they, they wrap themselves in the flag, a lot of these companies do, Walmart, uh, et cetera, et cetera, then uh, there has to be some transparency. And, and right, but then they can't compete with the foreign companies that sell their shirts here. So then you want tariffs. I mean, it, it, you get into this, this whole uh, but who's gonna make universe this, of without free trade. No, no company is going to voluntarily make less money because they think it's the patriotic thing to do. No. No American does that. If I no. walk into a store and I see a shirt for $10, I don't say, yeah, but that was made with foreign labor. I'm going to buy a $30 shirt. I do that. Some people do, yeah. Do they? No. No, okay. <laughs> no, I, I believe it. Like, nobody, you know what they say? They say, you'll never guess the deal that I got. I mean, I got this. Yeah, That's most, Modi. M most people, when they get, most people, when they go to get a good deal somewhere on a shirt or whatever, they brag about what a great deal they got. And they, they don't, you know, and, and, but then they'll complain that these companies are, Paying less money, you know. And and we're all looking for good deals. But you're also then giving you're gonna, the government's going to make this assessment as to who deserves what and who gets what. Well, they money do that now for welfare and I all know. sorts of things. Shame. I have to go around the block and try out some right, liberal right. political <laughs> humor. <laughs> well, you need an assistant. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Thanks, Ted. Thank Ted. you, guys. Good time. Always as always, a guy. What a guy. As always, he is, Ted is a sincere guy. And when Ted posts shit on Facebook, I don't question it. No, <laughs> if Ted posts a picture of his mother on Facebook and this is the greatest mother of all time, you know what? the fucking greatest mother of all time. <laughs> and most people are just looking for attention. This guy is sincere. Oh, and if he's not sincere, he does a, a hell of a whale of a job faking it. He's sincere in the sense of any true fanatic, but he's sincere. I don't like when people tell me that their baby is flirting with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a baby will smile at me. Parents are like, oh, she's such a flirt. I don't know how to tell you this, but I don't want to fuck your baby. <laughs> I feel like it's inappropriate of them to even suggest that. Because what if I was to be like, you know, I'm so glad you said that because I thought your baby was flirting with me. And I was like, am I crazy? Is this baby into me? So thank you for the green light with your baby. I think what they're actually saying is, I hope my baby is heterosexual. Because if a boy baby was smiling at me, I don't think they'd be like, well, looks like we got a gay baby. Can't stop flirting. You sure he's not just smiling? No, he's gay. Do you have a problem with our gay baby? 
No. Just seems a little early to make the call. <laughs> Michael Sam just came out as the first openly gay NFL player. I saw him on ESPN during his press conference. He was very composed. Did a great job. I thought uh, his choice of words was a little weird. They said, how does it feel to be the first openly gay NFL player? And he said, it's like a load off my chest. <laughs> now, do you have to go zero to 60 on us right out of the gate? Does the image of a hot load on your chest have to be the very first thing that you greet America with? And isn't the expression, it's a load off my back? Like, why is he moving loads around? Just keep them where they belong. But he has my full support. Most of my loads wind up on my chest. Kevin Durant won the MVP of the NBA, and he had a very emotional press conference. He uh, got very teary. He thanked his teammates. He thanked uh, Oklahoma City, the, the uh, management, et cetera, et cetera. And then the big thing at the end was that he uh, thanked his mother. He started crying, and he said, uh, my mother is really the MVP. And I thought, no, she's not. You're the MVP. She probably can't even play basketball because they have a WNBA and she's not in it. So you're the MVP. But it made me realize how much black athletes love their moms. I think more than any other demographic, black athletes just effusively praise their mothers to the point that I'm like, do I even fucking love my mother? I don't know, because like if I won the MVP, I would probably thank my mother somewhere in the speech, if I remembered. <laughs> but immediately after, I'd be like, but back to me, I'm the MVP, <laughs> not my mother. Go ahead. I think you want Trump to be president because it proves that you can maybe one day fill a, as a businessman I am, I am into politics. I want to be very clear. I am opposing <laughs> Trump. I do not support Donald Trump for president. I, that, but having said that, I do not have to sign up to 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 uh, um, to, to double to um what's it, to second every dumb criticism of that Trump kind of, that yeah. I hear. I don't think he's you know Hitler. I don't I don't think a lot of those things. I think they're overblown and hysterical. But I don't support him for president. Right. I just want to know, and Noam keeps making the point that he's against Trump, but I, I I'm you're not, not so feeling it. <laughs> I'm not so I know, sure he's going to vote. And I get that, but I'll tell you why. I tell you why I'm against him. That's what I said before. Because the guy is a buffoon. It's it's not his policies that I have a huge problem with. The things he says. The the. I mean, if if one of my managers were to tweet, oh, "We love Hispanics," I'd be, "You're fired." What the hell were you thinking? You know, it's stupid. You can't have a stupid president. Go ahead. What if he had said? What if he had said? I. What if he had said on St. Patty's Day, "God bless the Irish. I love." I mean, that would be different. That's different. Yeah. But the thing is, how did you? I mean, just to go for president right away. I mean, come on, get some kind of political 
thing on your belt. I'm not you 69 you know I mean? years old. He ain't got that kind of time. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. saying run for city council mayor. It's not as simple. It's Trump. He ain't running for no city council. PTA something. I mean, even mayor, the, I mean, people, you, know. you know, that's like people. No, he, he was, because he's rich, he's able to jump all those steps. Just like, Although, just ironically, like, he didn't spend any money. Oh, well, he didn't. Uh, that, that, he barely spent uh, any money in this campaign. All right, but the, his, wow. his notoriety, you can't expect him to run for city council. That's like expecting, uh, you know, uh, uh, a big Hollywood actor to do open mic nights. You, no, you get to jump a few didn't steps. Clint, didn't Clint Eastwood start as mayor of uh, that town? In, uh, well, because he, he loves yeah. that town. Yeah, but, uh. but look at Bob Mayor Bloomberg, though. He was a billionaire. More money than Trump. He was mayor. He didn't go yeah. for the president. Although, the mayor of New York is actually mayor considered Mayor of New York is, be, may, is a yeah. huge thing. No, I know, but I'm saying he, he could have, you know what I mean? I think he, he, probably I think he miscalculated. I think he could have been president. Have, yeah. No, absolutely. I think fortune favors the brave. He shouldn't have been so fucking technocratic about it and polling. He should have just jumped in. What does he care? He's got the money. He should have just done it. I think he blew it. I think he feels he blew it. Well, if, assuming he wanted to be president that bad. Well, he did. He was. He was spent a lot of money in, in um, testing the water. If you read the papers, you'd know that. Then. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I'm sorry. No, he did. I'm he, taking he, the fifth amendment. Right. Right. I mean, French. that's almost as embarrassing as the time I, I I interviewed for a job, and I as as a journalist at like some newsletter, and they said, uh, "Oh, did you?" I, and I brought in my resume that I worked for the. Uh, the, U, the Daily Pennsylvania and the UPenn newspaper. And the guy said, oh, uh, do you know uh, so-and-so, Ed Schwartz, let's call him. I go, it doesn't ring a bell. And the dude's like, yeah, he was the editor-in-chief. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, 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 we're about, we're, I think we're finished. Should I call my wife over for anything? Well, if, yeah, sure, yeah, why not? Sure. Juanita. Juanita, this is Juanita. Do, because we did do a lot up front with Dereep. What's yeah, his yeah. name again? Dupre? Dupre. 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 What's his name? Deepak. Deepak. This is Juanita Dwarman. So this is my, my lovely... What's her maiden name, by the way? I don't think I ever knew. Bihari. Oh, that's right, Bihari. Now, and by the way, uh, I think that I'm inoculated against my, uh, my uh, jokes about Deepu and his Eastern because my wife is also Indian. So I am allowed. Well, I, it gives you some <laughs> leeway. How about this? It my, does not give you full leeway. My children are Indian. Gives yeah, you a little part, bit more leeway. Quarter Indian, yeah. Gives you a little bit more leeway, yeah. but it doesn't give you free reign. You can't use, for example, the N-word. At least not, you know, when people are listening. You said the N-word? No. no but I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just saying that no, no, the no, fact no. that he has brown children gives him some he leeway. Have brown oh, well, watch children. your mouth. <laughs> I'm kidding. He's got a brown wife. I got a brown wife. My uh, wife is brown, baby. Your, 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 your children certainly are not uh, proper white people. What? Well... My, my, my daughter's a little bit painted. And my, what's, my daughter, what's not proper about them? Well, I'm saying proper white people. But by the word proper, I mean in the, in the England sense of the term proper. I don't, they're not. By who the way, who have, is we, besides no, the people no, sitting no, at yeah. this table? Yes, I'm Italian. <laughs> they don't consider Italian people white people. Well, uh, we can get to right. Italian. <laughs> we, we're not talking about Italian. We're talking about gnomes, half-breed children. Our daughter's going to, to kindergarten next year, and we had to, we had to fill out an application what um, nationality they are. Yeah. I said, why don't you put Hispanic? There's all kinds of th good shit come to them their whole lives <laughs> and being I Hispanic. Did. I was like, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> They're going to Harvard, right? <laughs> this, is, this is the decision. We don't want any of that Elizabeth Warren thing, like trying to change their That's nationality. Right. Like, <laughs> you look back on that day, you checked that I'm box. Hispanic. Yeah, I've been Hispanic since kindergarten. That's, that's, <laughs> right. that's right. But the last name kind of screws it up. Bahari. It doesn't matter. It's, uh, certainly. It's Warman. Oh, it's Warman. Warman. Doesn't wait, wait, matter. Did you, uh, now, did you, was there something specific you want to discuss with uh, one No, I just thought maybe you want to talk to my wife because, uh, um. well, how, well, how's everything going, you know, in, in the marriage, I mean? Oh, not so great. Not so terrific. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the matter with the marriage? I don't know. You like didn't even get me anything for Mother's Day. 
Oh, he just said my this, mother. He just said this was the first Mother's Day he didn't get in trouble. <laughs> no, dude, no, no. you behave like I'm your mother. <laughs> I tried to order flowers. It was literally all sold out. Who does things the day before the holiday? That makes no uh, sense. <laughs> every guy. The worst. It's like, oh my God, I, sun, like can you can't you? get anything on a Sunday, but you decide on a Saturday me, to try to figure you, it every out. Every year I get you flowers. Yes, I was the very day, disappointed. Every this year. year I get them, and I get the biggest bouquet they sell. And and uh, it's because the only one left like, that's eight hundred dollars, and everyone's bought no, their flowers. And, and I do it, and every year for the last, ten, I do it the day before on, online. And, and it didn't and work. And this year, some foiled. Was, it, was, it was there was there was no flowers. But she isn't my mother. I mean, it's not like I. Well, like, no, but he said not like that, her birthday. No, I'm so kidding right now. <laughs> he so said the Father's Day. I should say you are not my father, so I should just like not. Acknowledge you. She makes a valid point. No, uh, no, the, 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 I, no I don't, the baby's I don't, daddy is supposed to make a big deal about Mother's Day. First of all, she doesn't get me anything for Father's Day. <gasps> Are you <gasps> serious right now? <laughs> <laughs> Not every Father's Day. Yes, I do. They, I make the kids get gifts for the you. Kid, but the kids got you gifts. No, our au pair made things for for the kids to Can give to me. Can you not say we have an au pair? You <laughs> 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 au pair sounds better than nanny. No, au pairs so. actually are pretty cheap, aren't they? Because they're like exchange students. It's just wrong. You're just wrong. Uh, I'm sorry, sweetheart. You're not sorry. You didn't even apologize. You didn't I plan did. anything. I had to make my own dinner reservations that didn't even work out. I was <gasps> so stressed on Mother's Day. I was working like my ass off to make a good Mother's Day for I don't even know who because obviously I'm not his mother. You know, it's like... No, um, this is not the paint the picture he painted at the beginning of the show. Just no, FYI. it is not so good. <laughs> all right, well... And then he was like... <laughs> he the good car, idea, no, good wait, idea. We're in the car, and I was like, all right, you know, I didn't get anything. Okay, it's not a big deal. He was like, oh, maybe I have a big surprise for you when you get home. I was like, yeah, you can keep that in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. No flowers, but you want to... You really? <laughs> well, you know, uh, usually... That used to work. the shot. We're in the shot. <laughs> no, it didn't work. And my daughter said the best thing when, when she found out that he, uh, my husband didn't get me anything. She said, Daddy, why didn't you go pick flowers? And I was like, that's right. He should have went out and picked flowers. That's right. She's right. You got to listen to Mila. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. She knows what's up. Well, other than that, how are things going? <laughs> 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 I asked you this on a day. Anyway, you know, it's not easy being married, Dan. That's, that's it's not. Well, Women I have a joke like, about sleep that. together anymore. My well, kids sleep with us. Oh, yeah. you sleep together, but <laughs> I the hear kids that are... happens. Yeah. What? Like we run to each other's, like the kids' bed at night. We don't even like see each other barely. All right. Uh, uh, we want to thank. Um, <laughs> All right. All right. I want to. I want to. I want to plug my wife's blog. Uh, it's called uh, mygirljenny.com, my and she blogs about motherhood and uh, wife. Hood. Makeup stuff. Makeup stuff. Tips for traveling. Tips for traveling. Um, uh, it's a very good blog, and uh, she she gets a lot of attention for it now. Oh, I so, do. Yeah, yeah. Don't you tell you you got other bloggers contacting you? Oh yes. Yeah. So, oh yes. Oh yes. So um, go to mygirljenny dot, and you can read the story about uh, how our daughter uh, tried to take pictures of her own. Vagina. Oh, yeah. I missed that one. <laughs> well, I heard that one. Uh. <laughs> it's a good story. MyGirlJenny.com. All right, so Dan, are you ready to, to wrap it up then? I think so. Uh, thank you, Michael Bechet. Thank you, Tom. Yes. And thank Michael, you. Michael's, by the way, uh, participating in the Year of the Godfather. He plays uh, Fredo Corleone. And the late no, Len Luca Brasi, but, Luca but Luca's already dead. <laughs> he's sleeping with the fishes. Yeah, he's dead though. But you're playing Fredo as well, aren't you? Yeah. 
right, of course. Should be dying again soon, I think. Yeah, that's, I, I, I'm no, smart. Fredo, I can do things. Fredo, I'm smart, like people say. <laughs> I think I'm raced over. Fredo lives. Uh, doesn't Fredo live to the end of the second uh, Godfather? Yeah. 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 Is that why you were watching Godfather last night? No, I just like to watch the Godfather. Oh my God. <laughs> they, have, they have the Godfather epic now, which is uh, oh, I had a whole. That, which which has a lot of uh, deleted scenes. You know, all kinds of. Uh, it's pretty good. I uh, I'm not a humongous lover of the Godfather. I, I it's a fine movie. I prefer Goodfellas. I know that that's not uh, a uh, opinion that's uh, you know Commonly particularly helped. common, but. Uh, you know, Goodfellas, it, it probably isn't the cinematic masterpiece that Godfather is, but boy, it's a whole lot of fun. Yeah, I, I don't really see Goodfellas and Godfather as similar movies. Right, I think so it's, you don't it's like, them. you know, when people always want to compare Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle. And right. I was like, why are you comparing those yeah. two? They're, they're just because they're both black, like, I get it. But they're not, they're not similar comics. Uh, and The Godfather and, and Goodfellas, you know, two different types of movies. I've never met a guy who didn't like The Godfather. I didn't who say didn't, I didn't know, I was, like, every word in the movie. You're the first. I didn't say I didn't like The Godfather. I'm just not a Godfather nut. But what you are nut of is Gone with uh, the Wind. I, oh, well, yes, I certainly oh. am. And, uh, that I enjoyed. And the strangeness of Dan continues. I couldn't even make it through that whole movie. Gone with the Wind? Yeah. You couldn't make it through The Godfather. The yeah. only long movie one you can watch is Blood In, Blood Out. You know, this is like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, Dan, I guess that's it. Not a sign-off? Uh, signing off. And, and remember to uh, send us uh, your Comments. reactions... And please be honest, it's the only way we can help us to help you. Okay. <laughs> no, help us help you make a better show.